0: Sitting down with Kelly with, uh, Condor's head coach, Jaunty Skinner. Um, Jaunty, you guys won your first match uh, thanks to your expertise in choosing what skins to do. <laughs> um, tell me, Tell me about how being the head coach for that first match was.
1: Well, you know, it's, 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 to be honest with you, this, I was out on the golf course, <laughs> which is pretty much what I've been doing lately. Um, and uh, Jason gave me a call and said, listen, you know, we're, we're really need of a coach. And uh, Greg hadn't, Greg Toy hadn't really been able to make the trip for some reason. And um, anyway, so I said, sure, I'll stand and come out. So I, I basically parachuted into this team, if you can, if you understand what I'm saying. And listen, it's a stack team. It, it um, really, be honest to you, you know, it's really getting the pieces in the right places and just letting them go. Because I mean, there's some there's some kids on this team that just love to race and love to win. And um, you know, like I said, it's just it's just getting them in the position to let them go. So you know, it's been fun, really. I mean, the first week was really just getting to know kids and them getting to know me and getting comfortable and the staff and getting organized and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I really don't think there are any teething problems. I think the team's a great team. I mean, they have a great chemistry right off the bat, which is wonderful. You know, I'm a big fan of having fun in team meetings before contests. So we, we had a lot of laughs and stuff like that before we kind of left the room to head on the butt. Just to go to the meet. So to be honest with you, you know, it's been easy. It's been actually a bit kind of fun. You know, this week's been a little tougher. We've been training hard this week and everyone's, you know, trying to get the work that they need to do in the time. Cause everyone has their ire on down the future and, you know, six weeks down the road and, you know, nine months down the road, that type of stuff. So there's a lot going on, but you know, like I say, it's, it's been a, it's been a blast really. I,
0: I find that th- this format is so interesting because um, you know, like you everyone has their eye on, on six weeks down the the road, nine months down the road, but you know, you, you have to be at some level of like on for every single match, because the difference between first place and fourth place could mean like, you know, you you miss out on the whole big finale. So, um, you know, you said this week, they've been training hard. How, How are you managing that? Making sure they're ready for this weekend, but also making sure they're ready, you know, just looking a little bit ahead to the finale in six weeks.
1: To, to be honest here a lot of coaches put a lot of work in this week
0: um
1: you know the, the biggest the biggest question mark last weekend was a lot of these kids have not raced in a competition in months and months and months some of them since way back in that report but that, that sort of put it, put it away I mean uh Caleb was a little you know it took him a little to get going you know he hadn't raced he had a kind of Kind of get, get the had the first day to kind of get him shock him back into kind of you know with the, his racing mentality and then he was his usual just tough some you know just race tough the second day um and I I think the first year kids were a little you know nervous but you know I think once things settled down and we've had a really good week of work and to be honest the coaches have thrown a lot of stuff at them because of some of the workouts I've seen that we've been doing this week have been really tough so you we're know, gonna take a couple of days rest and then they're just going to have to be athletes they're just going to have to be the people that they are that they didn't matter whether they're a little bit tired you know and when we came in the first competition we had we're probably still a little jet lagged they're still getting used to different environment different climate different pools different everything so you know I'm hoping the, the the kids that are first year kids have settled down a little bit and they're comfortable and they're feeling like they they deserve a spot and they're ready to go type of thing so they'll kind of kind of come forward a little bit. And, and I, you know, it's really, you can really depend on your veterans. I mean, there are a couple of kids on this team that, you know, just love to be leaders. They love to race. And uh, I mean, the big thing I'm going to do is just get the table set and then just get out of the way for the feeding frenzy. Just, just don't get your hands caught in the table. you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You, you uh, hit on a few of those newcomers um, you know, you, you guys had big performances from, uh, you know, first year, uh, Coleman Stewart, um, Erica Brown, Bita Nelson. Um, you know, how, how are you, you said, you know, the veterans are kind of taking care of business. How are you trying to guide those, those first year professionals, um, in, especially in a competition setting like this?
1: Well, it's, it's just, it's just talking with them. You know, just helping them sort of see it and understand it, trying to get them to feel okay. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be, you know, just making them just talk through the things that bother them. I'll give you an example. Coleman was in the Skins skins and the, the 50 back contest, and he goes, we're sitting in the room looking at the video and just uh, analyzing everything he did. he goes, man, I was sitting on the wall for that second 50. And I was thinking, Man, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and I said, Colm, it's probably not the right thought to have in your head at that point in time, which he said, yeah, yeah, it's strong. You know, so it's just them sort of walking through the things that they can do better and recognize them. And then just sort of, um, you know, coming up with an action plan so their brains are ready to deal with it. I mean, they got to know everyone's hurting. I mean, everyone's really hurt and it's the people that say good we're hurting now i'm really going to get tough kind of thing that kind of take it from there as opposed to people that are kind of prone to the niggles and oh maybe i tweaked my shoulder on that first one you know type of thing <laughs> you, you can't afford to do that you know i like i told some of the kids that had never been out here before you know go practice coming out of the tunnel in front and they get big mirror and you just practice look at yourself in the mirror see yourself coming out see what your expressions are see how you present yourself because you need to do that a whole bunch of times to start feeling very comfortable. Cause some of these kids aren't, you know, they show up to the blocks and they race and they can be tough, but can you come out and present yourselves as a competitor, as a performer type of thing and um, kind of really get after type of thing. I mean, I think they need to work on stuff like that. So we've talked about a lot of different things to, Um, that they can do to settle them down and and, and get comfortable and and I really feel a couple of them I think going to make really good strides because in conversations with them looking at video and just analyzing video they um, really were in a position where they could see things that they could really improve and I I think I think they're all sort of ready to kind of say okay I want a second crack at it and you know and I've, I've changed the lineup quite a bit for this meet and I've changed some things around. Um, you know, we got to look in the eye that we're going to make it all the way to the final. And uh, there's some people I want to see in different events. And uh, I think we need to get people an opportunity to swim in different events so we can hopefully get to a point where we have our, you know, best foot right out there at the semifinals to make sure we get to that position where we can actually race for the role.
0: Ooh, I'm excited now. See some different people in different events. That sounds, uh, that that that's always fun. Uh, have Have you been this week you know for the training bit of it have you been coaching at all have have any of the athletes come to you and said jaonty can you give me a workout
1: um you know it, it's 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 you know, a lot of times we had these training camps for, you know, where the, the US squad goes and swims at the Olympics or the World Championship, so different competitions like that. And usually that training camp is, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a little, couple more Olympic camps, a little longer. But the, again, you've got a couple US, couple, you know, wherever we are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a little easy to manage. This one's six weeks, it's longer. You know, I've organized them into sort of groups and I'm organized the areas in the pool. And uh, I think we've done a really good job of getting everyone sort of in the right zone, doing the right work. Um, I've sort of sort of kind of managing the male sprinters to some degree, uh, sort of the group and, and really Braden Holloway has done a great job of uh, because the, the NC State guys have I've been training really hard. I, he sent through the workouts, I look at it, kind of massage it a little get some of the other guys in there. Some of them can't handle the work. Some of the level of work the NC State guys are doing. So I have to kind of organize a little to make sure that they can kind of work it in there. Because honestly, he waxed them the other day. I mean, they were just, you know, I had to email him today and say, Hey, listen, these guys are pretty toasted. You know, whatever you've got written for tomorrow, we need to adjust it. Type of thing, but. So I've kind of been sort of overlooking them and coordinating them, but I still like to get out and, you know, watch, like I watch Lydia practice and uh, get over and look what the Florida kids are doing. And, you know, there are quite a few kids on the team. Like I said at the beginning, and, and you know me, I'm a real technical guy and I can really find what's good in the margins. And I've been able to sit down with quite a few kids and go through the video and, and start helping them with little, little the little details that make a difference and uh, just showing them some things that have never seen before and then being able to explain to them, okay, um, you know, this is how you kind of do this. So I've sort of been a little bit with the the men's sprinters, but like, a, you know, timed a whole bunch of Tennessee sprinters, the women from Tennessee this morning and got them through their workouts. So I try to get around, but I don't know. Yeah. Do, do
0: you
1: have – it's just fun. I've got a great staff. They're working great together. Okay. I, uh,
0: uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets. But do you have any examples of of those little details that y- that you're working on with with these kids? Um, you know, just like, oh, this is what you can tweak there. This is what you can tweak here. Um, a little bit has been uh, working with walls. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Some of the the kids don't know really how to really transition off walls and um I I sort of introduced a couple kids to how they dolphin underwater um there's a lot more potential in some of the stuff they can do underwater and some of these kids are the faster kids you know I was able to show them some things that they could actually make them faster and that's a a good dialogue between the home coach and video like we're not like we're not doing analysis you know I'll I'll kind of do it on my computer i'll put it up in a on my youtube channel in a private private room and i'll share it with the athletes share it with the coach so everyone knows you know what's being said and what i'm trying to teach them because a lot of this stuff that i'm trying to help them kind of introduce to them is something they're going to have to take home so if i catalog everything and kind of take it they can take it home with them i think i worked on Schmidt's dive the other day and you know, she can see really good improvement already. And uh, she, if you know Schmidty, she's an awesome, she's such an outgoing, wonderful person to have a conversation with, right? And uh, so worked on a dive the other day and, you know, seen improvement, but like I told her today, she came back today and she did three dives. One was good, one was horrible but she knew it was horrible now now she actually knows what a horrible diet feels like before she had no idea there was no context in her brain to to identify what was good and what was bad it just sometimes was bad and and then was able to again do a good one so you know it's things like that um I spent some time with Natalie Hines I mean she can jump out the building you know as an athlete but she doesn't jump out the building you know so- Sometimes when she comes off walls, and she had a great start in 100 freestyle, she just blitzed everyone off the blocks into the water. You know, two body lengths in, she was way out there. Then she she lost it, and we, she, you know, she she could see when I really slowed the video down where those things were. So just action plans to to kind of work on them to get faster.
0: Yeah, Um, I'm just geeking out over here. I find all this stuff really fascinating. Um, Tell me about your Condors staff. You said, you know, working with the staff has been a real pleasure. Who's who's on your staff and, and what have you enjoyed about getting to spend time with them?
1: Well, the nice thing about it is uh, Brian Schrader has been on a lot of national teams trips and stuff like that, so he's very familiar with the camp type environment. He's been in it many, many times, so he, he's you know he's very comfortable with the organization and structure. Um, Alison Beebe has been mostly a club coach, um, very successful club coach. And, and just really good working with the woman working with the distance side Sean Schimmel, you know, I said, he's got a whole swath of experience as a coach. Um, um, he's working with the middle distance. Plus he's got this, we've got a really big Georgia group in, 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 house. So he manages all of them. And then we've got a couple of kids that we've sort of brought into the Georgia group as well and training really well inside that environment. And then it just, they're just so good. I mean, I, I think, Early on, you know, I felt like uh, I let them believe that there was, you know, we were just a team and they could say anything they wanted to. I didn't get offended by anything. I I know I had a, earlier this week, I sort of wrote a workout for the Tennessee girls and, went, you know, put it down. Then they looked at it and then they came out with their own workout and said, Coach, well, we'd like to do this workout. I said, it's all yours. Go do that workout. You know, I don't live and breathe and die on my image of writing a workout or my image (laughs) of being the head coach i you know i technically i'm the head coach of this team but we're all we're all in this together and and i love how everyone's working together and talking and sharing and um just just uh, you know just being very homogenous and I, i think that's excellent no no one wants to be the big fish everyone's just working and let's get the job done and our job like i told them is i mean we're really caretakers I mean, we're the caretakers of this club for this year. You know, we might not be coaching these kids, we might not I'd be on this club a year from now, but our job is to do everything we can um, to catalog, organize, do the job, and then just hand off all the data and the information um, and say, here, whoever takes over next year, you've got all the stuff. You've got every relay split, every takeover, analyze, set up in a database you know, all the performance, all the stuff we did, it's, it's all just going to be handed down, so I think we're all kind of um, in the mindset that we're we're really going to enjoy the time we have because it's special and uh, we all feel the, the sort of honour of uh, kind of carrying the flag for this team, and I, and I hope this I really do hope this league goes on. I, I really think it's um, it has amazing potential you know, if it can gain traction it, and find a, a, a very limited thing you know especially this year with the COVID crisis it's kind of hard because we're into the six or seven week bubble um, but there's you know you can see teams forming in London and you know and now there's a Canadian team forming and there are a couple American teams and pretty soon we're going to have an Australian team and now we have a, an Asian team with the Japanese so you can see how things are sort of you know with kind of spreading across the world. We have these these uh, monster clubs that represent huge territories. Um, and I think eventually it's going to sort of go that way. And uh, I think if it gets that, then we're able to create a branding system so that the, the American clubs can have their own brand and sell their brand and... Um, you know, use it as an advertising base and just create a create a real professional club, just like other professional clubs. Um, you know, I think it'd work. It'd be great for the athletes, and um, you know, I think anything that helps the sport of swimming is wonderful.
0: I'm right there with you. I just, uh, yeah, we we we've, we've been talking about this with a few different people, and you know, the I think that vision for ISL gets gets me really excited, and I'm sure it gets a lot of other swim fans excited. Um, you know, just being there watching the first couple matches, just from all the teams, what I, I know you have an exceedingly technical mind. You're, you're all about those small details. What were you noticing, um, seeing, seeing, you know, these first real professional races, uh, in six months.
1: Um, you know, I was surprised they weren't for the most part, they weren't rusty, as rusty as I thought they might be. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I probably the the worst thing we did in in, in match one was our relay starts. We're, we're, and it wasn't so much the relay starts in terms of timing, because to be honest with you, before we did a relay practice a couple of days before, and I said, listen, I'm not interested in anything faster than a 0.2 takeover. So we worked on being very safe and, and conservative in our takeovers in that. And, uh, but the technical aspects of what they're doing on exchanges are very weak. And, uh, you know, we're going to address that. I'm going to address that. I'm going to build together a, a videotape of what we need to be doing, why we need to be doing it. And then, so Saturday morning we can come in and they'll have, um, reviewed, hopefully reviewed the videotape up put to them because we don't, it's hard to, you know, with the gatherings and stuff like that, it's a little, you know. We don't have a really team room with big TVs and, you know, stuff that we can do, stuff like that. So usually if I want kids to look at something, I kind of put it together on my hard drive, on my, my machine. And then I just send it to them and, and let them watch it. So, you know, if there was anything that we did not do well, it was that. And I think that's the area we're going to improve probably the most in this next meet. Um, the lineups are going to change in some of the relays. I think, uh, People are going to be intrigued by some of the changes that we've made. I'll just leave that out there. I'm not going to say more. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it um, you know
0: there's
1: there's there's not a lot you can do technically, but I think that's one area that we can really shore up, along with the little detail things that I've been I've been talking to some of the kids about
0: well uh jaunty i mean i I think that's good you caught us all up uh and and you got us you got me excited for this next match uh cali condors are racing on monday tuesday um 10 10, it starts at 10 a.m on monday tuesday uh eastern time Uh, that's 5 p.m budapest time uh any parting thoughts jaunty before before i let you go
1: I just hope people sort of, sort of get into the format. I, I think the thing that really floored us the first, the, the first day of the, first, you know, usually I watch the race and I told the kids, listen, I don't, don't ask me for any splits. I just like to watch the race, you know, I just like to absorb what happens, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and you finish the race and you're looking at the scoreboard and then you back, you know, brief glance. And then I'm looking at the kids in the pool, you know, what do their faces look like, how are they reacting or what are they doing? Body language. Cause that's a lot of good information that I really want to take on board. But I found that I was not even looking at the time scoreboard. After I looked at this, I was actually looking up at the, the other scoreboard board above us that showed us when we jackpotted, you know, how much the jackpot was. And, you know, because that's insane. That concept has really, really changed the game. And uh, I, I can just see it. I, you know, I was on a long walk today and I'm thinking, wow, it would just be a crazy if we came down to the finals the final finals and it all came to the last skins race with two people going at each other. And the guy that won first had to jackpot, the second place to get enough points to climb over the team. <laughs> I mean, first to win the whole thing, that would just, that would just be insane right there. Right. So, but I think the jackpot teams are just starting to realize, you know, the, strategizing because right now, if we know, say hypothetically, if we have someone that's really good and we think we're going to jackpot the race, then having a weaker swimmer, not that we have any weaker swimmers, but having a, a weaker swimmer technically in that race who might get seventh or 8th it doesn't matter. Cause we, if we jackpot the race, we jackpot our own points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So we can actually kind of play with our lineup a little more to kind of create more strengths in other places because we know we don't have to we don't always have to have two people that are solid in a race in order to get the points we need out of the race so i think yeah i think the people at home if they sort of get into that whole jackpot thing and read up about it and you know I <laughs> I saw the last match. They were they starting to put red in the lane of the people that got jacked. <laughs> you know, someone behind me said, yeah, they should just explode the whole lane.
0: <laughs> really give it a visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be that but would be brilliant. Anyway, I,
1: hope people, I hope people are enjoying it. I really
0: do. <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam Podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.